everybody. Welcome to the N-Word for Nerd podcast. It's me, the Duke of all nerds, Jason. I am by myself. Uh, the other Jason um, got arrested. He's in jail. No, that's a joke. He's on vacation. But unfortunately, you get, you know, one Jason for the price of two. So that's a ripoff. I'm sorry, but you're going to have to deal with it. Speaking of ripoffs or, you know, giving me money, or giving us money for that for that example. Uh, yeah, let's shout out to our sponsors. Uh, you know, a nerd focus. If you need to focus on nerd stuff, which we are doing right now, a lot of nerd stuff, uh, you know, get yourself a nerd focus. I enjoy the uh, sugar-free version of it. It's really, really good. I don't even like sugar-free stuff. So that's even tells you how much even better it is because I hate sugar-free crap. All right. But nerd focus, very delicious. Get yourself a case. Gives me money. Gives Jason money. Gives us all money. We're broke out here in these streets. Please, 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 please buy some so that I can buy myself a mansion eventually one day. All right. And also a shout out to uh, In Your Face Art. Also a bunch of cool t-shirts and stuff like that, especially nerd-focused t-shirts that we love to see. Uh, there should be links in the description for all these things. Uh, yeah, go pick up yourself a t-shirt. Go pick yourself some nerd-focus. Go pick up yourself, uh, I don't know, a job. That'd be great. You can do that as well. Uh, but if you don't have any money to give us, you can always do that by, you know, helping us out by like, sharing, you know, subscribing, commenting. You know, it's 2022. I shouldn't have to tell you what to do on this thing because, you know, it, you should know already it's not rocket science, but it's, you know, easy. Like, share, subscribe. That way you help us out. You bring up the engagement. You know, the algorithm keeps, you know, moving and we can, uh, you know, make more views that way and eventually become millionaires. That would be cool. I would like to be a millionaire and uh, maybe be able to like go on vacation every once in a while, like Jason does. That would be great. But anyway, if you're joining us for the first time, this is the N-Word for Nerd podcast. We are focused exclusively on blurred content. And if you don't want to know what a blurred is, it's me, a black nerd. Blurred. See how easy that is? It's great. All right. We have a very cool show for you today. We are going to be reviewing both uh, Morbius, the most anticipated movie of the year as well as Moon Knight. And then after that, I'm going to give you my top 10 superhero characters that should have given movies before Morbius, but do not have movies as of yet. So you can think about that while we're doing this or not think about anything at all. Or sit back, relax, enjoy yourself. I don't know. You live your life. I'm going to live mine. That's where we're going to go. All right. Without further ado, let's get into it. All right. For Morbius. A biochemist, Michael Morbius, tries to cure himself of a rare blood disease. But when his the, his experiment goes wrong, he inadvertently infects himself with a form of vampirism instead. Wow. My one sentence review for this is, Sony, please stop. Think of the children and stop. Uh, this sentence is a lot more exciting than the movie. It's, it's, it's terrible. <laughs> let's, get, let's get into it. Um, so, uh, this movie probably would have been better, you know, if this came out in like the nineties when we didn't really give a shit about, uh, you know, superhero movies as much, um, because no one, and me including as a super huge, you know, comic book superhero nerd cares about Morbius. I do not give a shit about this character whatsoever. And it seems it's just a cynical class grab from Sony. We're trying to make movies off of the Spider-Man universe without actually having Spider-Man in it. To just so they can, you know, pad their pockets a little bit more rather than, you know, I don't know, making good content. 
this movie is the bottom of the barrel. It is, it's, it's, the, let's, let's start off with some of the things that are good about it. Okay. Uh, Jared Harris, he's in it. He's always really good at stuff. I don't know why he, I guess he's broke because <laughs> I don't know why he chose to do this movie, but uh, he's always uh, a solid figure to watch. Uh, Matthew Smith as uh, Milo is uh he is a pretty good uh villain he is a lot better in this than uh woody harrelson is as carnage in the carnage video he's a lot more menacing a lot more he looks at least he seems to be the only person that's having fun in this whole entire movie the rest of this movie is just direct it's it's terrible um some of the things that i i i did not really like here um firstly it you can kind of go by the nick picky things of like science you know vampire bands aren't really all that dangerous to people uh or anything that matter they don't kill they're not apex predators they don't kill stuff they're barely new uh, new uh nuisances to the things that they do feed off of so you know when you're gonna spice your dna with vampire bats you're not gonna become this super cooler you know awesome creature you're gonna become this like pretty anemic you know flying rat um, and you know, you can nitpick the, the, the way that he has sometimes ability to fly and sometimes he doesn't like bats are active flyers. So if he's getting bat powers, he should be able to like fly on his own, I guess, or not turn into shadows. I don't know where any of these things come from, but that's just usually superhero bullshit. And you can kind of, uh, you know, hand wash yourself of that because it's just, it's bullshit, but there is not really a, a, a story here, um, that, uh, basically that michael morbius didn't do to himself um you you start off with these two uh i guess they're orphans i guess one of them not orphans uh in this hospital in greece even though neither of them are greek i don't know why they chose greece to be the hospital they live in but that's that's neither here nor there um the matthew smith character and the jerry little character know each other because they both are suffering from the same blood disease and matthew smith's character moves into this hospital in greece and immediately uh uh morbius just does, decides to call him by the name of the other dead kids that have gone through that that uh particular hospital and names him milo and every single human being decides to call this child whose name is not milo milo and it's supposed to be this enduring you know nickname but like no it's the nickname of the dead kids that he's given the dead kids that's passed through this hospital and it's kind of sad and morbid and and I hate it, and uh, it doesn't make sense why they thought this was a good idea to include this in the movie. Um, then uh, Michael Morbus goes on to become a world-famous scientist, uh, and uh, with Milo, <laughs> the character of Milo, you know, bankrolling his research into trying to cure their blood disease, um, he helps children and does research at the same time, which is pretty impressive for a doctor, but he's doing illegal experiments, and he finally has an experiment he can do, but he needs to do it you know, off the books and, uh, you know, off, you know, U.S. soil. So they hire a boat and he does the experiment on himself. But then he kills like most of the people on the boat. And it's like, ugh, it's like uh, these people, they're mercenaries. And like one mercenary seems to be a dick, but still he does not deserve to die kind of dickish. And like he slaughters them all. And I don't know why they had guns there in the first place or why they were there in the first place other than for the plot said that they need to be mercenaries there. And then like the rest of the uh, cops and things just decide that this is okay for this to happen. It's like, Oh, we don't really care about a whole bunch of mercenaries dying on this boat. It's just, this it's just the way things are. They're scumbags. It's like, no, these people were like 
there because you wanted them to be there. Like they were hired by your friend to protect you and you killed them all. And then, and that doesn't make any damn sense. And you're supposed to be the hero of this piece. I'm like, uh, this is, this is not the way to start your movie off. And then there's some more bullshit. Um, they have, um, Tyrese and, and Al Madrigal are these cops who are trying to investigate these murders that are happening in New York city. And they are just like the blandest, two most boringest two most ineffectual cops and in, in i mean like other than real life cops obviously no offense i'm sorry uh, this is just me being a black guy but they you know usually when you have tyrese in a movie he is uh the the comic relief he is you know a very boisterous person he is he's very definitely even if you don't like his acting because he doesn't really act he just goes there and says you know stereotypical lines you know he at least brings some some levity to it and alan madrigal is a comedian and yet they're they're just there they're just uh you know just straight cops like like both of them are playing the straight man in this and there's not they're not playing off each other and they're not adding any sort of uh like jokes or any sort of levity to this to the proceedings they're just literally just being cops and they're being bad cops because when the murders happen on the boat and uh morbius jumps off the boat not you know not being there they just uh, automatically assume that Michael Morbius, this famous Nobel Prize winning, r- winning uh, person with disabilities, is the murderer. <laughs> they just automatically assume it, like, from jump, that like, he is the bad guy. And they're just like, oh, yeah, he's definitely the bad guy. Especially when Milo, I don't think this is a spoiler alert because this is about the movie, when Milo starts, you know, becoming the villain of the piece, and more on that later, and starts committing murders. They're just like, oh yeah, it's definitely Michael Morbius. He's the only person who's doing, who's doing this. Even though there is only evidence they ever have of him actually being on the boat. It's this one tiny origami thing. And his best friend slash doctor assistant is also on that, was found on that boat unconscious. So it was like, yeah, he was definitely here. It's like, no, I don't know how you could you conclude that uh, other than that someone radioed in but it could have been anybody that are radioed in, you know, before they died. You don't know. That's called investigating things. But I guess the most egregious part about this is the fact that uh, the primary antagonist, which is played by Milo, whose name is not Milo, it's Lucian, but they call him Milo for no goddamn good reason, just becomes a bad guy. Like, for no reason whatsoever. He gets... You know, uh, Morbius injects himself with the virus or the 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 uh, serum that turns into a vampire, and then, you know, uh, Milo, being his his benefactor, comes and sees him suffering because he's trying not to drink blood. He's locked himself in this room and he's dying. And he writes in his own blood on the window of the of the room. He needs blood, and and Milo gets in the blood and he drinks it. And he's like, "Yo, when can I get with this? This looks great. This looks awesome. Like I wanted to be a part of this because I don't want to die." Which is a a good, you know, thought. I mean, I don't want to die either, but like, you see your friend here, like, literally, like a monster on the ground. You're like, yes, I want to be a part of this. This seems fun. But they like, he's like, yo, you don't want to do this. It's like, we can work this out a little bit longer. You know, this is not the cure that I promised you. Blah, 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 blah. He's like, okay, cool, whatever. And he does it anyway. And then because he does it anyway, he's like, yeah, I'm a bad guy now. I'm just going to murder random people kill them there's no reason i was never shown to be a bad person in the first place uh there's one scene in the beginning of the movie where as a small child uh with disabilities he goes to try to uh get a letter that has flown out the window from some local greek street toughs 
and uh, the street tough starts picking on him, and then he in a in a moment of rage, he hits one of the street toughs with his with his his cane and and hits him and knocks him out. And then uh, Dr. Jared Harris comes in and runs all the other kids, and he's like still mad, and he hits the, the poor knocked out kid a couple more times. But that's not really like any indication that he's going to be a psychopath later. It's just like like that's an understandable situation. Like, yo, give me my letter back. No, we're gonna beat you up. Ah, I'm mad, and he hits him. And there's no other indication that he's going to be a crazy person later on. And uh, it is it is um, completely ridiculous. Like, this whole thing is just, like, the two of them, like, just fighting and killing people. And, like, he's not being a superhero at all. And it's just, it's all a bunch of dumb bullshit. And I hated it every single second of it. And I'm going to go into spoilers here. So if you don't want to be spoiled, I mean, I spoiled most of this already. But there are really cool after credit scenes. That because core superhero movies need after credit scenes, whether they make sense to the story or not. But if you don't want to be spoiled, this I will give you uh, the next few seconds to fuck off and you know do something else in five, four, three, two, one. So there's after credit scenes where they uh, bring in, and it's it's absolutely has nothing to do with the plot. It makes no sense whatsoever to the story, to the universe, to anything. Uh, all of a sudden, Adrian Toomes from the original, from the Spider-Man uh, Homecoming uh, is sucked into the universe of, of, of Morbius, right? And they're like, oh, this guy isn't a bad guy. We don't know why he's here, so we're going to let him, let him out of prison. And, um, and then uh, after that, Adrian Toomes somehow has his complete vulture get up, even though he's in this new universe that has none of the same technology as the last universe that he's actually from. And he flies out to Morbius. He's like, you know what? We should team up because I bet this guy Spider-Man has some of the reason why I'm doing it here. And Morbius is like, yeah. What? It doesn't make any sense. Morbius has no idea who Spider-Man is. He doesn't. Nothing that Morbius has gone through was because of Spider-Man. And 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 and, and, and he has no reason to even care why Adrian Toomes is here or what he needs to do or what whatever. And yet he's like, yeah, this sounds like a great idea because we need to set up sequels. Um, we need to set up the Synergistic Six for whatever reason, even though um, this is not going to be good because Sony needs to stop doing this. Like They need to not try to do the Avengers with with Spider-Man villains. You know, the I mean, yeah, they are the second best group of villains next to Batman, but I don't want to just see a fucking I mean, I probably would see a movie about just the Penguin. I think that would be pretty cool. But that's because, you know, Batman villains have shades of gray to them and like, you know, layers, whereas this is just like, this is like a 13-year-old, you know, fever dream of what Morbius should be about. And it's it's pretty damn terrible. That's the, don't get me wrong. You 13-year-olds out there might enjoy this. You know, you might think this is the greatest movie ever. I don't know. I mean, maybe if you have severe, severe, you know, brain trauma. You might like this, maybe not. I'm sorry, I'm trying not to be ableist, but I made that joke anyway. But this, this is just not it. This is like they need to stop doing this. Venom, both the Venoms are lackluster. This is lack. This is beyond lackluster. The reason we care for these characters is because they're adjacent to Spider-Man and seeing them, you know, come in conflict with Spider-Man. And if you're not going to have the reason why these characters even exist in the movie, then you don't need to make the movie at all. You know, it, it's, it's, 
I don't want movies like this. This is not anything that I mean, maybe there's people out there who's like, yes, give me all the villains and I don't want to see, you know, another Spider-Man movie ever again. And they can just deal with and like this, you know, mediocre direct that we're getting. And that's fine, I guess. But like for me as a fan of comic books, as a fan of superheroes, as a person that, you know, you have a built-in audience because you know you you have the ability to create these this content. I, I like the next time they 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 uh, they release one of these movies, I don't want to see it. And the only reason I saw this one is because I'm doing this right here, talking to you guys. So, uh, if only I can get the way there's a way for me to see these movies for free, that'd be great. Because <laughs> I I wasted my money on this, and I don't want you to waste your money on this either. So my final rating for this is a one out of five. Um, avoid it as possible. It's not even worth watching it when it comes on streaming. It's it's just not worth it because there's nothing here. It does not add to the lore of the Spider-Man Spider Universe without Spider-Man. It doesn't add to anything. It's not good because at least if it was good, it could stand on its own and just be like there. But it's not good. So yeah, just completely skip this movie. It's it's not worth your time your energy your effort or your money okay moving on to the next thing moon knight moon knight follows stephen grant a mild-mannered gift shop employee who becomes plagued with blackouts and memories of another life stephen discovers he he has dissociative identity disorder and shares a body with a mercenary named mark specter okay disney my one sentence review for this is um yeah keep up the good work disney uh you are an evil corporation but at least you're an evil corporation that can do good stuff sometimes <laughs> yeah this this show uh, it's only one episode out right now uh, as of recording so we only have the first episode to go by um i pretty much am liking the vibe of this um there is nothing egregiously uh special about it yet and there, but there's nothing egregiously uh terrible about it either um what's his face i'm drawing a blank on the actor's name and it's going to come to me in like two seconds in like three two one it's coming to me i'm thinking of it right now his name is oscar isaac there it is oscar isaacs is is a pretty good actor um i wish there was more of him as poe in in star wars um I could see more of him in more more different properties. Um, yeah, he kind of was just there in Age, of, in Age of Apocalypse, but that was a pretty terrible movie, and he couldn't, you know, do much with that way he was giving. Anyway, but here he's he's kind of given the ability to shine since it's his show. I mean, he's been playing second fiddle to a lot of other things so far, except for this more his more dramatic work. So in this one, he gets to show his you know acting chops, his British accent. I'm not from Britain, so I can't tell you if it's a hundred percent spot on. But for me, from watching a lot of different things, it's it's pretty good for an American's point of view that he has this uh, pretty solid British accent. Um, he this this Stephen Grant character is um, something of a uh, fun Nebish character, especially when they're playing back and forth between him blacking out and waking up with after the carnage of what Mark Spector may have done. I think that's a pretty cool like way of of showing like. Through the to the audience through the eyes of what's what Steven is going through. Um, I hope they don't keep that up because that's also a pretty cheap way of, of you know cutting out the action, which is why we're here. You know, we are here for a good story, we're also here for good action. Um, at the end, when we actually do finally see Moon Knight in his full regalia, 
it does seem pretty pretty cool it does seem pretty um uh i would say robert pattison batman-esque with the brutality in which he he serves out justice i mean it's not really justice at this point but so it's it's a, a pretty interesting show so far they i the one thing i do like about this is is it's not an origin story per se uh it's an origin story for steven grab because he has no idea that uh mark specter is taking over his body he just thinks he's sleepwalking or whatever so he does doesn't really know that what's going on in his other life so that's a pretty cool way to like explain to the to the audience of what's going on and what this guy's power set without going back to well i fell into a you know a, a cave and I, I died and i saw you know kofu and i you know i personally don't need origin stories for any more superheroes at this point um mostly because i you know the most of the major superheroes i know their origin stories but it's generally like it pigeonholes them into one type of storytelling when they do this and like superhero in the genre could be many different things and you could do a lot of different things with the superhero genre from you know mysteries to horror to rom-coms all sorts of stuff so if you're not like pigeonholed to doing their origin story and just telling you oh this is how i came by this is me then uh you can do a lot of cool stuff and i liked how this is is not it, it's an origin story to us the audience but it's also an origin story to steven but it's not an origin story to moon knight because he's already moon knight when the show begins so i think that's a pretty cool thing i'm looking forward to seeing more episodes of this um said oh, there's only one episode right now so um yeah there's not really anything more to uh talk about about this show because it's only one episode so uh my final rating for this i would give it a uh 3.5 out of 5 hopefully we'll do a uh, end of season uh rating for the whole entire thing so uh but this episode is definitely worth a watch there's definitely a lot of cool things going on there ethan hawk's in it everybody loves ethan hawk he's in it and he's playing this really like uh ignomatic uh sort of um weird bad guy that you know, it's all about like justice and weighing balance, and, and it's and it's pretty cool. And Ethan Hawk's pretty creepy, and uh, yeah, that's about it on that show because it's only one episode. So I'm gonna stop rambling now. So yeah, three point five out of five for Moon Knight. All right, I can do this. This is all by myself, guys. This is just me talking into the void. It is so much fun just sitting here rambling and 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 carrying on like a crazy person. Like, well, that, that I am. So I'm sorry. Yeah. So uh, once again, uh, to reiterate, uh, to help us out by like, sharing, subscribing, commenting, links in the description for any of our sponsors as well. Uh, we definitely like to read your comments on, on air. If you have not seen any of our comment shows, it's definitely a fun thing that we enjoy doing. And we also like to tag people when, we com when they comment and we're going to read their comment on air. We also let you know when we read those comments. So if you want to be a part of the show, you know, comment. If you want to be a part of the show and we liked your comment, we'll actually invite you on here to talk to us so we can make fun of you to your face, which is always my favorite part, is making fun of people to their faces instead of, you know, them hiding behind their keyboards and what have you. So, without further ado, we're going to get to my top ten list. Because Morbius sucks so bad, there are so many more superheroes that should have had uh, movies before Morbius because Morbius sucks. Uh, and here is my top 10 list of superheroes who deserve a movie more than Morbius. 
please comment like your your top 10 list if you disagree or agree with any of the, the, my picks or you have different picks i would love to hear the comments on that and uh in the comments below but my number 10 pick for a, per, a superhero that needs a movie before morbius is gambit gambit has been teased for 15 years now he spent he did this tiny terrible cameo by T taylor kitch in the wolverine uh origins movie but gambit especially if you are a 90s x-man fan gambit is one of the standout x-men from that era and he deserves his own movie he deserves i mean i think um channing tatum's a little bit uh, uh he could probably pull it off at this point i mean he might be a little bit too famous at this point for it to play gambit but yeah, like the Channing Tatum, Channing Tatum has for a long time has been trying to get a Gambit movie off of the ground. Uh, obviously, since uh, the X Men was reacquired by Disney, uh, they probably have their own plans for what Gambit for Gambit if they have plans at all. Because you know these major corporations don't give a crap about what we want; they're just going to give us what they think we want, which is probably going to be you know some homogenized, glazed over version where Gambit is not even uh, uh, Cajun; he's just like. Hello, my name is Gambit, and I am a good person, and uh, I make things explode. And it'll probably be the worst thing ever. But at least they'll try, which is better than what I can say about what Morbius did. Number nine. And there's going to be a lot of uh, black people on this list, too. So don't, don't even worry, because we like to keep it 100 here. So number nine, Mr. Terrific. Uh, Mr. Terrific is a terrific person to be uh, put on for a movie, uh, especially for the lack of uh, single superhero movies starring people of color. Um, Mr. Terrific is a legacy character, uh, especially the one I'm thinking of, of where uh, he is just a really smart dude who does really good karate, and he is a billionaire, and he's like, kind of like the black Batman, but uh, a little bit more socially conscious. Um, he is a great tactician, especially if you ever watch the uh, Justice League Universe show. Um, after Martian Manhunter decided to give give up being a, a, a Martian Manhunter for a while, Mr. Terrific took over that role as the guy who uh, plans the strategies and coordinates the uh, Just League because he is just that good at thinking things through. And he's just a dude, which is cool, which is always a cool thing to have in, in superhero movies, is a guy who just has a singular will and has trained himself, has used his smarts, and also the millions of dollars is disposable because of capitalism to affect uh, change and this could be a movie in which you know we do talk about some of these more systemic and cultural issues in which that plague our our world today and you say oh politics stay out comic books you're a fucking fool politics all over in comic books uh shut the fuck up and sit the fuck down number eight bumblebee <laughs> and also a cool character if you ever watched the uh teen titan show um or young justice uh another cool black character that doesn't get the spotlight that she deserves uh, pretty much ever, unless it's like a cartoon. Um, she is probably the DC equivalent of Wasp, except she's better because she is, you know, melanated. That makes everything better. Um, she, I mean, like, there could be a cool movie here where she is infiltrating Hive as a uh, undercover agent of some sort or trying to stop them from the, from the inside. You know, people think she's a bad guy, but she ends up turning out, out to be a good guy, like she did in the Teen Titans comic. Um, it's just it would just be cool to see like some of these lesser name or lesser known uh comic heroes who've who've not gotten the spotlight, given the spotlight, other than some shitty white vampire who doesn't no one cares about. 
Uh, number seven. Uh, we talked about this character a lot in this show, Blue Marvel. He is one of these uh, sort of retcon characters in the Marvel uh, cinematic or the Marvel universe. Uh, he was a superhero d during the '60s, and he was told, "Yo, you can't, you can't be superheroing because you, you're black." So he just, you know, retired and stayed in the background in the in the Marvel universe until the modern times. Does a lot of cool cosmic stuff, like Blue Marvel should, like he. He's awesome. He's a cool character. It, 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 I don't understand why like we haven't had this character yet. So that would be my number seven for for this list. Number six, I'm tossing this out to for for Jason. He's always talking about this character, Booster Gold. Uh, he is um, a time traveling character from the future who goes back into the past to order to become a superhero so he can get famous. And that is a cool premise just on its own. Uh, DC has been, um, what's the word? Fucking up lately <laughs> when it comes to their movies. Um, they have been pretty terrible in the movies. The uh, TV side of things, unless you're on CW, I'm only talking about Peacemaker as of right now, is pretty good. And Booster Gold could either work as a TV series or as a movie. And if you're doing something like with the irreverent humor of someone who actually understands the you know, tone and content behind comics like James Gunn or a Takita to YTT. Um, this would be a great project for him because it could be like funny and, 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 and silly, but also really, really serious, especially if you pair Booster, Booster Gold up with my number five character who should get a movie before Morbius, which is Blue Beetle, either Ted Cord or Jamie Rainius, Jamie Rainius, or both. Um, Blue Beetle is a Tarleton Comics uh, comic book character. The original Blue Beetle, Ted Core. I don't. Maybe it was the original Blue Beetle. He's, I'm sure, pretty sure he's the original Blue Beetle. Uh, he's the um, inspiration by behind Night Owl and Watchmen. He's basically like a Batman esque uh, figure of a just a really smart guy who owns a company who does kung fu and has a beetle shaped uh, car. But if you don't want to go the Ted Core route, you also use Jamie Reyes, who is the uh, protege of Ted Core, but he actually has superpower because he has an alien scarab attached to his spine and that gives him a mechanized suit that shoots laser beams and it's pretty mur murderous and if you've ever seen the Young Justice uh, cartoon uh, it's always wanted to kill things where, where Jamie has to like tell it like yo like we are good people we don't want to kill nobody so calm it down and that would be a cool thing that came it, it would kind of be uh, along the lines of Venom but um, probably better <laughs> my number four would be Icon and Rocket, the milestone staples of, of yesteryear. Icon basically is the black Superman, uh, except his story is a lot more involved. He came to Earth uh, during slavery times and was a slave for a while. And then, uh, you know, as slavery passed, he is a conservative black person who just owns a law, a law firm in this inner city and uh, has stayed out of you know, fighting crime for the last century and a half until uh, Rocket comes around, Raquel comes around and convinces him to get out in the streets and actually do something for his people. And and she is super liberal and he is super conservative. And that would be something that is really fun to see on TV as they butt heads or their ideology butt heads, but they have a common goal of actually wanting to help people and 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 make a better world for uh for all people let alone, you know, black people. And I think that would be a cool thing to see, especially since they're always, they've been talking about doing uh, 
Michael B. Jordan as Superman or or doing Cal Calvin Ellis or whatever. It's like, you know, cut that, cut that out. We don't need to go to 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 Earth three or Earth whatever for a black Superman. We already have one. His name is Icon. His story is is probably better than and this is just subjective. Better than the Calvin Ellis or I, I don't can't remember the other guy's name that's a black Superman. But this is a, a better, more um poignant story for the day's times than just doing like Calvin Ellis or anything like that. Or just, you know, race swapping Clark Kent to being a black guy, which uh, no one wants that. I mean, just that would just be dumb. Number three. This is probably one of the, the biggest egregious and most disgusting things that has been happening in 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 the DC universe thus far. Um not only number three is Green Lantern, but it's John Stewart's Green Lantern, the best Green Lantern uh by far. Uh John Stewart Green Lantern. He he deserves his time in the spotlight. He deserves to be uh you know even more than Hal Jordan uh deserves his own movie without Hal Jordan preferably i mean you can throw hal jordan in there for a second just be like hey hal i'm taking over from you but i would like a movie just about john stewart he's a former former marine who becomes an architect he's from detroit um he is the second green lantern that to come from earth he is by far in my mind the most capable green, green lantern not only is he his constructs like amazingly detailed because of his architectural background but they also like use like cool guns and missiles and stuff because he's also a military guy. Um, and this would definitely, um, if you were to have Hal Jordan in this movie, he could definitely counteract him because Hal Jordan, you can do a kind of like a Green Lantern, Green Arrow thing where Hal Jordan would be the more conservative with Jon Stewart being more progressive because of his upbringing and his worldview. And except that hopefully they don't do what they did in the, the original 70s comic book where he says, get the hell off me, sucker! And they they can just leave that kind of shit out. But if you've ever watched Justice League on Cartoon Network, um, you would definitely would want John Stewart over any other uh, Green Lantern because of his poise, his confidence, his leadership ability. Like he's the only one; he's the only Green Lantern that, that Batman doesn't clown. Like Batman clowns every other Green Lantern except for John Stewart because he respects him so much. Because he's not a silly, goofy little man like Hal Jordan or Guy Gardner. I mean, he's not a nerd. I mean, like Cal Rayner, he's probably the more nerdier one. And, you know, the newer one, Simon Baz, and um, I can't remember the, the young lady's name, Jessica Cruz, I think it is. Um, for me, they're just a little bit too new. I mean, they've been around for like 10 years at this point, but <laughs> it was just too new for me to get behind a movie of just for them. But, hey, at least it brings diversity into the universe if they do Simon Bass and Jessica Cruz as Green Lanterns. They could do them together. That'd be great. I will watch that movie. Um, just no more Morbius. How about that? Uh, number two. Uh, this There's a lot of uh, characters in this one. And number two, uh, that would be Robin, Batgirl, Red Hood, Batwoman, The Signal, Batwing, pretty much the Bat family. Um, I don't know why in 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 the movies they just ignore that batman has like the extensive ne network of badass young adults that can help him out when he needs to uh except for chris o'donnell i mean i guess that was okay that, that he adopted this grown-ass man um but you know they you could tell these stories in a reasonable way without you know saying that oh yeah batman just has child soldiers you know it's not about that but it is kind of like about that but you could tell these stories 
in a way that makes sense, where you're just not having this crazy person who dresses up as a bat taking kids off from the street and t- telling them to fight crime. Um, there, there is a a, a definitely a storyline way to make this work. It's definitely a way to make this work in a dramatic sense, like in the in the Batman Patter Batson Man universe or the Nolan universe, or or even better, uh, the Snyderverse, even though I don't want Zack Snyder anywhere close to my Batman ever again. His Batman was probably the most best Batman ever. <laughs> um, but I I just I just I'm just tired of them just leaving them out. Like there's so much he, here you can work with, you know, from Dick Grayson from any of the Robins, Dick Grayson, Damian, you know, Jason Todd, you know, my my favorite uh Tim Drake to Batgirl, you know, you can do several Batgirls, you know. You can do uh Courtney uh uh fuck, I can't remember the other, the other Robin's name, but Batwoman is great, you know. The Signal, freaking Duke Thomas, that's my boy. Or 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 uh Luke Fox's Batwing, like there's so much here you can do. I just don't understand why they don't do it. But that's because they, you know, they just want to give us the same shit over and over again. I can't. There's going to be another Batman movie, and they're going to just be Batman fighting Joker again. And we're going to be like, "Yep, yeah, I'm here for it, and I'm going to pay my money." But like, I want more. I mean, hell, you can even do Batman Beyond and Terry McGinnis, and I'll go I'm like, "Here's my money. Here's now more money, so I can take my kid, and you'll get two two amounts of money from me if you just did something beyond Bruce Wayne being sad all the time." Please. Finally, my number one superhero that should have got a movie before Morbius. And it's a tragedy that any of these are, have not had a movie. And Morbius is out here with Jerry Lito. You know, Jerry Lito needs to go back and do like indie movies because I, I guess he's broke and he doesn't have any money. He's just trying to be like, I want $100 million just like Robert Downey Jr. And that's why he's been trying to do these these superhero movies. But he needs to go back and do Indie Darlings, where he plays uh, transgender people and 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 or drug addicts, because this is not working for him. But either way, the number one superhero that requires a movie like now is Static. Static Shock, popular '90s cartoon, also a milestone character, young Virgil Hawkins. This his story resonates so much to this day that it's ridiculous it's ridiculous how like you could not change any of the elements from the 1990s and people would still be like yep that makes sense that that happened like uh the way he gets his powers is because um he goes to uh murder one of his bullies his tormentors in a gang fight he's not in a gang personally but he knows his gang fight's going on going down and he knows his bully is going to be there and he's tired of being bullied so he's going to go murder him. Yes, that's how it starts off. But when he gets there, the cops show up and they basically indiscriminately gas everybody with a gas they never used before. And they don't know if it could kill the kids or if it will, you know, do whatever to them. But they use it anyway because they don't give a shit. And it ends up giving these kids superpowers. And then most of these kids who are now who are outcasts to begin with are now even more outcasts because they are physically deformed and changed. And and they have no more outlets, you know, more so than they, what they would have had even when they weren't, you know, physical deformities. But now they're even worse off than what they were. And so they turn to a ty- uh, life of crime in order to, you know, keep living. Whereas Virgil, who does not get any physical deformities, but does end up with superpowers, you know, goes and, you know, has to try to stop these people while also, 
you know, fighting the unjust cops in his area, which, you know, for some of us is relevant. Maybe not for all of us, but for some of us is relevant. And I would like to see that movie. I would like to see anybody in this role. It would be great. They can even bring in Tech Jacket, all the other good stuff from the from the cartoon series. Uh, it had a great theme song by Little Romeo. It was awesome. Uh, it's it's a crime. It is a literal crime that these characters have not had their time to shine in the in the public spotlight, especially with this boom in superhero movies and they're all these, you know, well, basically Disney and Warner Brothers, but with a little bit of Sony, even though Sony doesn't own any of these characters, with this boom in superheroes and everybody's trying to scramble to make the next Avengers or make a billion dollars off the next Batman or whatever, and they have all these characters, and yet they, where are they? We don't have them. We don't, I'm not going to see the Static Shock movie. I'm not going to see the, the Green Lantern movie, because they're they don't know what they're doing. And it's it's, it's 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 very very disheartening, and you know, even though Sony has like no superheroes to their to their repertoire, they're pumping out these crappy super villain movies, and they're like, hey, they're making ten twenty dollars here. You know, I guess you know they're like selling CDs out the trunk, like, yo, I I got these superhero movies for you, but we can't get any of this good stuff. I mean, it's it's disheartening and makes me mad as a fan of the genre, as a person of color. It just it pisses me the fuck off. So. Hopefully, they can do better. But that's my list. Top 10 superheroes who deserve a movie more than Morbius. Hopefully, you have your own list. I'd love to see it in the comments down below. Um, if you agree, if you disagree, if you say I'm missing some, because, of course, there's billions of other characters out there who deserve movies other than fucking Morbius. I would like to know which ones you would like to see. So please comment, like, subscribe, do all the things. Uh, I don't know why I'm telling you these things. You guys are adults. Most of you, I hope you're adults, because I curse a lot on the show. Uh, you 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 know what to do, so please do it. So yeah, that's it. That's all I got for you for today. It's that short, sweet, just like my penis. Just a little bit of content for you. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys so very much for letting me ramble on and on and on and on and on and on uh, today. Uh, I appreciate your your person your patronage, and I'll you know, please. This is my final words. Be kind. Be considerate and tip your servers and bartenders at least 20%, if not more, if you can afford it. So thank you guys once again, and I hope you have a wonderful day.